Hello. Hey, what's going on? Chilling, chilling. How you doing, man? Oh, can't complain. Enjoying the long weekend for sure. Hey, how's it going? What's up? I got both y'all online. Yes, sir. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, Y'all enjoying y'all Memorial Day uh, weekend so far? Absolutely. Weather's nice and, you know, just taking it easy. How about y'all? How's the weather in Florida, Christopher? Uh, weather's nice. It's hot, but I just took some ribs off the grill about an hour ago, so I'm doing great. Okay. Oh man, you know, uh, I um grilled some burgers and some chicken on my smoker yesterday, so Ooh. I'm about to do some ribs today. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. If you're doing a little uh little yard work project, and um, we we're gonna throw some ribs up there. Mm. Okay. Okay. Anybody got work tomorrow? No. No, sir. Oh, no, sir. Man, life is good, huh? Yeah, no complaints. I mean, we we lucky. You got those people in McDonald's and Walmart. They got to work. Yeah, they uh, they got some hard lives. I always feel bad for them around the holidays. Yeah. You know what? I kind of don't feel sorry for them because McDonald's workers are getting $15 an hour and Walmart <laughs> workers are getting close to $20 an hour now. Not lying about the pay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about where I don't know about where you at, but sometimes the McDonald's workers deserve combat combat pay down here the way people treat <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean in Florida. <laughs> everybody down there deserves a little extra. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, okay, let's start this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, this is just Crazy Talk Podcast. I'm your host, uh, James, and um, I got my usual suspects. I got uh, my friend way down in Florida, Christopher. Say hello to the people. Hello? Oh, did he drop off? Chris. I'm back. Okay. Oh, let's start again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the This Just Crazy Talk podcast. I'm your host, James, and I got my usual suspects on the line. Christopher, say hello to the people. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Calling away from beautiful Florida. Yes, sir. Okay. And I got my uh, compadre, Marcus. Hey, how everybody doing? Hope you're having a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. And he's calling um, right down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey, guys. We're going to start it off. You know, um, we're going to start it off with some depressing stuff. Yes. We know about the killings, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We know about Buffalo, and we know about um, Texas. Yep. But, you know, when sometimes when politicians, when uh, celebrities speak, you know, they're they're speaking from a tone where they're just trying to get noticed. They're trying to get people to like them. But Steve Kerr, who's always been a liberal, who always been an outspoken person, he said some stuff that I want to go over for just a second. So. Please do. Okay. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we gonna do something? I'm tired, I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on HR 8 
which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up, I've had enough. We're gonna play the game tonight, but I want every person here, every person listening to this to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know? Come on Mavs, let's go. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are gonna hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. And then he walked off. Like a real man. Like a G. <laughs> that was the most meaningful thing that's been said in a while. In by, a very long time, yep. By any um, person out there, that, that just got me. Steve Kerr nailed it on the head. He talked about the Crip Keeper, Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had to call him out by name. Call him out by name. That's what I like to hear. And did y'all see the press conference where the, the governor of Texas uh, was... Made a fool out of himself? Yeah, yeah. No, I've only yeah. heard about it. I didn't see it. I yeah, saw some um, of the clips of it, but that was it, yeah. yeah. And then what that clown, you know that clown that Trump called the man wife ugly. Um, <laughs> Ted Cruz. Ted yeah, Cruz. Ted. You know, Ted Cruz standing behind him. I, you know, when I saw it, I just saw in my mind, I said, man, look at that panel of Klansmen standing behind the Klansmen <laughs> government. And um, why are politicians so scared to even vote on background checks. I know it's the NRA because, you know, right after that shooting, like two or three days later, the NRA had a convention in Dallas. Yeah, they did again recently, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Marcus, uh, I'll start with you. Why why are we so scared to at least just look people up, backgrounds up? We're not scared. The uh, people in power are scared because um, for some reason which I don't know the complete history of it. It's going back to the NRA has way more power than any one entity should. And it's actually frightening that these people are being backed. And I don't think the politicians should be able to be backed by external sources that are able to control their votes and decisions or even having things come to the floor. And it's gone on way too much. Yes, What'd you say? After the latest mass shooting. Oh, no, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, my robot girl, she won't. <laughs> my robot girl, she won't stop talking. <laughs> okay, go time. ahead, Marcus, I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, it's just crazy that it seems like um, if anybody mentions a shooting nowadays, I kind of have to ask them which one. It's so common. We've had the one, as he said, in Southern California. We had the Buffalo. We had the Texas. We've had plenty before that. It's become a weekly occurrence. And you try not to become numb to it, uh-huh. but it's something that if you if it hits you every time, we'd just all be suffering from grippling depression. And you can't take it from, of course, the people that honestly lost loved ones, especially the ones that lost children. That hurts beyond any measure. But us as the public... We're tired of seeing it 
and something needs to be done. But my only thing is, I don't know of the true solution because even with laws, I, I still know a, a good number of guns are gained illegally. And that's something that I don't think can be stopped. Now, on the legal spot, yes, we have a lot of people with mental health issues. We got a lot of lunatics. We got 18-year-olds. Honestly, if you ask me, and I know the NRA probably going to target me, I don't think anyone should be able to buy an assault rifle ever because they're just made to kill. If you want to shoot one at a gun range and, you know, all the safety parameters are set up, you can go for that. But no one should be able to buy an assault rifle, AKAR, whatever shoots out hundreds of bullets a minute. That should be definitely illegal, but I know that won't happen. And um, we definitely have to get some significant change to take place, hopefully soon. But I won't talk up all the minutes. Okay. Hey, Chris, what's up, man? Go ahead. Uh, First of all, I agree with everything you just said, Marcus. I mean, there's so much to unpack. The Mm. first thing I'll say is... I have not heard anyone come back in a reply and say to Steve Kerr, mm. shut up, shut up and just coach basketball. That's number Ooh. one. That's Ooh. that's number one. Perfect. So I'll I'll leave that there and let you think about that one for a minute. I like that. Um, so I did a little research because he talked about a, a house bill that I did not know anything about. I didn't and so I Googled it. You know, Google's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Um and I went to congress.gov and essentially this house bill is for background checks between private parties. So let's just say, Marcus, you're like Felix, man, you know, that's a nice AR. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really like that. I, I really want to get one, but every gun shop I, got, I go to, they're out of them. And I say, well, you know, I got three of these bad boys. So I tell you what, I'll sell you mine. You can get this one. And we do a private sale between ourselves. You take the gun or the firearm and you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. This bill says before I can sell it to you as two private citizens, it has to go to a gun shop or a licensed gun dealer so they can run a background check. If the background check passes, then I receive the gun. And people are going against it, in my opinion. Because, oh, the government's trying to get involved in my private life. Also, if you can't secure this weapon, let's say, for other reasons, such as you have a criminal record and you're not supposed to have it, or you are documented as having mental illness and, you know, a future law says you're not supposed to have it, this is how you can circumvent that. No one ever knows that you purchased this firearm. So I don't understand if they're thinking about public safety over everything else, why they won't at least bring it to a vote. Yeah. You know, let's let, let's see what you think about. It. So, mm. you know, would love to hear why the, the, the House passed it and the senators won't even bring it to a vote. Mm. It, you know, it, I'm sick and, you know, I live in Florida, which mm. is, you know, it's a red state, but I won't just label it a red state, you know. There are many red states, but because of the, the firearm laws here, everyone talks about no one's taking my guns. Mm. Okay, so so men dressed in fatigues are going to show up in army vehicles or military vehicles, pound on your door and say, I need all your guns. <laughs> that's, that's the way that the NRA paints it. That's the yeah. way that the Republicans who support it and, you know, Democrats as well who support, you know, support gun ownership, just free and clear gun ownership. That's the way it's painted, that the government is going to kick in your door and take all your guns. No, no, that's not what we're saying. But why would you possess something that is labeled an assault rifle? Let's the first word says assault. Mm. It's not a protection rifle. It's an assault rifle. So Mm. I'm assuming So I'll just say this. I remember when 
there was all of the uproar about George Floyd and all the other killings of black men and black mm-hmm. black women, actually. You know, last few years ago, a year and a half ago, it all starts to run together. Mm-hmm. There were people in the area where I live saying, I wish Antifa would come to my house. I wish Antifa would come over here where I'm at. <laughs> I got guns. I got rifles. They're not going to scare me. I'm going to be protected. Mm-hmm. Okay. So an entity that really doesn't exist, which you, <laughs> which you believe basically are black people, are going to come to your little lily white town and try to rape and massacre your women, I guess. I guess that's what they thought was going to happen. So I got to have my assault rifles. And, you know, I said to my wife, all these people that are talking this trash, if they they went up against a gang, MS-13 or Blood or Crip, and they got involved into an altercation with someone like that who really as it's painted in the media, does not value life, they mm-hmm. would sit in their shoes, okay? <laughs> and and I'll say this, I've gone to a gun show in Florida, purchased a firearm legally, mm-hmm. went through the full background check, not worried, you know, take your time, I'll, I'll be over here. Mm-hmm. And, and as I proceeded to fill out my paperwork, I watched people purchasing body armor. Oh, and I said to my friend that went with me, why are they purchasing body armor? Mm. You know, why would a normal citizen <laughs> walk in the streets feel that they have to purchase body armor? To me, you know, along with purchasing a, a weapon or a firearm without a background check, why are you purchasing body armor? What do you plan on doing? Mm. If mm. you're not a licensed um, if you're not law enforcement, you're not a licensed um, military government agent, military no. government, yeah. um, private investigator, you name it. Why are you? Why do you need body armor? Because it looks shady. It like just looks a no little good. shady. Yeah. And and I'll tell you this story. If you haven't heard this story from me before, mm-hmm. this was before January 6th. I'm talking. This was maybe November ish, prior to the January 6th incident Mm -hmm. there were people at this gun show purchasing body armor and weapons and they mentioned to my friend that was there i was off waiting for my background check you know information to be submitted they said to him we're getting ready for the party in january oh we had no idea what party you know whatever okay of course not (laughs) but this was already in the in the works oh wow they were purchasing firearms to be ready to go and storm the Capitol. That's crazy. So it, it, it just blows my mind that yes, and you know, to answer your question, there is no answer for it specifically. How do you stop an 18-year-old person that's hell-bent on that day killing somebody? Mm-hmm. How do you prevent that? You have to take the weapon out of their hands, at least legally. It's difficult to stop them from getting it illegally, but when they can just go purchase it legally, yeah, 18 years old, yeah, can't, can't go buy a beer, but you can go buy an AR-15. Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't make sense to me. I, you know, again, I'm like you, Marcus. I could talk about it all day. I'll stop. Just... Hey, but for one second, I want to pivot for this. So, all right, we three uh, males. And we've been through high school. We've been through puberty. Mm -hmm. What is going on with these men, young men, that can't get girlfriends, that, you know, uh, are isolated from society, can't make friends? What is driving them to say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to shoot up. Well, the guy in Buffalo, he was a racist motherfucker, so he just shot up a damn place where black people were. Yeah, this, guy, this guy in Texas, you know, um, he just said, I'm going to shoot up some defenseless children. And I, I, I explained this to a co-worker. He asked me, why do you think he chose that school? Because these kids were defenses. These kids weren't going to fight back. If he would have went to a high school, that was a slim chance. One of them crazy motherfuckers in a high school would have jumped on his ass. But these defenseless kids couldn't fight back. What is making 
teenagers, males, do this? And we're just going to cover this for a few, few seconds. Go ahead, Marcus. I don't know if we can comprehend um, evil or um, just outlandish acts because those people think completely differently from us. I I honestly have no answer for it. Okay. Yeah. Chris? Um, I think it comes from, and I'm nobody's physician, I'm not a trained professional in this field, just going for my instincts of somebody who's been bullied in the past when I was a kid, you know, moved on with my life, slapped the hell out of him, you know, if you want to go, let's go, and it ended. Um, mm-hmm. I think bullying has gone to the point of having devices like social media where it makes you feel like you have no future, no escape. Your life is over. So I'm going to do something about it. I mean, people made fun of me because I had a bad bad haircut in high school. Okay. People made fun of me because I I didn't have Jabot's jeans. I had the regular jeans. I had, you know, the the jeans from Belks, you know, whatever. Um, You know how that goes. We all go through that in high school. Mm -hmm. But now it's like it's amplified. It's not just the people in your school. It's the people in your city, the people in your county, your state, across the world that will make fun of you because they feel less than themselves the way they feel better is they make fun of you mm. and you can't escape it when people made fun of me okay people you know by the time you know two three years later everybody forgets about it they move on this they pick on somebody else now it's on youtube forever it's on twitter forever and you feel like you can't escape it so i'm going to eliminate this feeling by eliminating everyone that makes me feel this way and if I, as I understand it, and I didn't do any research on this, my wife was telling me that she believes she read an article where he was on his way to his high school, but for some reason couldn't get there. So he just chose the nearest school, or at least that's the theory. Wow. So it's just, you know, and again, that's just a theory. I don't have any proof, of you know, but people can fact check me and, you know, assassinate me in online. Fine. <laughs> But um, it doesn't matter at this point because he killed innocent kids. But, you know, it's, you know, like you said, the guy who just went and shot up the, the grocery store in Buffalo, I'm not trying to explain that. He's just a racist asshole. Yeah. You know, this kid, he's posting stuff online, his, you know, the day of. But, you know, you can't really prevent something the day of. Who's monitoring every child in America the day of an event? And no. what they're saying on Facebook. If I say it at eight o'clock, I'm going to go shoot up my high school at nine. Chances are, some government agency somewhere that's monitoring Facebook is not going to get to you in time. No. So that's not the answer. It's just um, the parents need to pay more attention. I'm not a parent, but the parents need to pay more attention. And if there is some sign of issues, don't be afraid to say something and stop trying to defend your kids. It's everybody's kid but my kid. Just yep. my opinion. Just my opinion. As, as a father, I, I, I talk to my daughter every day because yeah. I, 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 I want to get the pulse of how she's doing the school. Mm-hmm. And I always ask her, you know, anybody bothering you? Um, you know, I always tell her, let me fight the battles that you can't fight. Let me come out to the school if a teacher says something to you, if a student says something to you. And um, me and my coworker, we was talking, he had a problem with a, a young man uh, pushing up on his little, his daughter when she was in the 11th grade. And uh, this young man basically told him, oh man, you come out to the school now whoop your ass and he went out to the school but his daughter said I haven't seen this guy like in three weeks like he just ain't coming to school after he found out that my daddy was coming to school. <laughs> and and that's the thing you know as a protective father I tell my daughter all the time I don't think they want me to come up there because it's gonna be an issue and if you got a bully I don't think he wants to see me because I'm a big dude 
when he lays his eyes on me, he's going to be like, oh, shit. Let me think about this for a second. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Look. You guys, it's gonna get to y'all. Y'all gonna have y'all gonna be parents and y'all gonna be protective and y'all gonna be uh every day wondering what's going on with your kids in school. Hey, I wanna jump on this for a second. Look, Kamala Harris mm-hmm. said some stuff at this funeral that's I, they're not getting reelected. Her and Biden not getting reelected. <laughs> <laughs> they pissing white people off. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this from CNN right quick. All right. Because, come on, Kamala. Come on, Kamala. Thank you for calling CNN. There are definite feelings about this. Ah, shit. Wrong clip. That don't sound like Kamala. No, no, that won't Kamala. What she said was the Biden administration wants to ban assault weapons. And as soon as I heard her say that, I was like, oh, yeah. Y'all are not getting reelected. White <laughs> folks is going. Oh yeah, no, they'll never see your you. ass. Will not get reelected. Ban my guns? Hell no. That's it. Yeah. I'm yeah, surprised I... she didn't get death threats when she when they said. I'm pretty oh, sure no, she I'm did. Sure did. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure she did. We don't know about it, but they yeah. both did. Yeah, they, they gonna have to pry my guns from my cold dead hands. I my sent you the article when the uh, what was that? The senator or governor of Florida that told him the exact same thing to President Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, did you know about that, Christopher? No, no, no. Tell me, okay. I missed it. Um, James, do you have the article on hand? No, I don't. I do you don't. remember so, the gist of it? Yeah, um, it was some senator who basically he made a threat. I, I wish I could grab it, but he made a threat. To the, to the president and I'm thinking as soon as I heard it I'm like um, is, somebody, is some secret service going to talk to this dude yeah I thought he was just going to get a race because he lost his damn mind <laughs> it was pretty much in the vein of you talking about the second amendment because I believe Biden and I'm paraphrasing all of it said you know it's not a, an absolute right. and it was written during the time you know when we were in war which of course it was and um, he was talking about changes need to be made to it. The guy goes, if you do anything to the Second Amendment, you uh, you talking about getting our guns or some shit, you can come get mine out of my hands. And I'm like, you going to talk to the president that way? He said, I have news for the embarrassment that claims to be our president. There we go. Try to take our guns and you'll learn why the Second Amendment was written in the first place. That's Her a base. threat. That's a threat. That's nothing less than a threat. That's a threat. That's a threat. If I said that about Trump, the boys in black would be at my door. Oh, we wouldn't be talking to you now. Excuse me, Mr. Deloach. Just need to holler at you. (laughs) I'm like, Chris, Chris. (laughs) You need need to take this ride with us, bro. (laughs) This your last ride. Yeah, you need to, we we need to see, you know. hmm. Your wife would be getting lawyers. She, you know, you'd be disappeared. Did somebody throw a black sheet over your face? You'd be the first dude to get the death penalty in a week. You <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't even be on death row. Man, God. that's crazy. Man, look, you got to give it to Republicans, uh, conservatives, man. These motherfuckers can just do and say some slick shit and just get away with it. They don't give a shit about anything. They don't. They don't. Just don't. They live life without consequences, and obviously they could be right. They could be right. Nothing's happening to them. They could be right. I mean, because the Democrats believe in all the stuff that's said regarding your rights, freedom of speech, and all of that. Mm -hmm. It does. It applies to, and I won't say all, it applies to the fringe Republicans when they want to use it to their advantage. Mm. But it doesn't apply to them when it's time for them to be held responsible for it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, you know, I, believe me, people at this moment in Florida have come across them, make disparaging remarks about our president, okay? Mm -hmm. Who, you know, 
no president is ever like 100% approval rate. We know never, that. never. Okay. No. But during the during the time that Trump was our president, God forbid me or anyone else say something about Trump. That's our president. You are not a patriot. You are not a true American if you do not support our president, but you don't support him now. Well, he didn't win. <laughs> so there's there's always some qualification when it comes to the fringe Republicans. And I'll call it the non-moderate Republicans. He didn't win, so he's not our president, so it doesn't apply to him. Wow. Okay. Sure, if, he didn't win. If that, sure, he wasn't red. I my, my my wife and I say all the time we see people riding around the neighborhood with banners on their trucks and on their cars that say, and forgive my language, "Fuck Joe Biden." Right? Wow. That's a yes. threat. Yes. On on that on riding around with it on their car. Wow. And I know because I'm not a fool. If I had a banner on my car riding around and said, fuck Donald Trump, he's oh, not my president, my car would be set on fire while I, I was in Publix, okay? You'd have a shootout every day fighting yeah. to get to your car. Yeah, How, you you don't honor our president, right? You, If nothing else, everyone, the, the people who considered themselves rational, well, Felix, you must, oops, well, Chris, you must respect the the office, respect the office. Okay, yeah, but say you, that for Trump, right? But yeah. you don't res, you don't respect the office now. Yeah, you know Look, the um, hypocrisy. My 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 uh, every holiday we like to make signs that go up next to our door um, that says like Merry Christmas or some positive. And yeah. my daughter wanted us to make one that said Juneteenth. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know. Like that woman in Virginia Beach that had a Black Lives Matter sign. It was a white chick had a Black Lives Matter sign in her yard, and I don't know if they set it on fire or oh. they they vandalized it somehow. So I was like, mm, "Honey, I don't know." <laughs> I don't want yeah. the house on fire. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, so we are gonna make a little sign that says just the words Juneteenth. And um, I might be sleeping with my gun under my pillow, you know, that whole night. Cause nah, I don't blame you. Yeah, you know, just just for celebrating Black freedom pisses races off. Because races don't really want any form of equality. They don't yeah. want to be on a level playing field. It takes away the privilege. I, I mean, know. Yeah, you know, we can save this one for another podcast. But oh, you know, yeah. I'm sure you've heard of replacement theory. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a whole podcast, Actually, bro. Me and James, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole we, yeah, that's a topic that we're going over. We're going down Get Out Road there. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you brought it up, but yeah, me, me and Mark, me and uh, Marcus already traveled down this road, and we decided that's a whole podcast. So we'll get to that. Hey, but what about this decision? I want y'all to hear this right quick for my. Good evening, and thank you all for joining us on this Friday night. I'm Margaret Brennan in for Nora. There is growing outrage tonight after Texas police admit to multiple failures in their response to the school massacre in Uvalde, Texas. Today, we learned that the officer in charge at the time of the shooting ordered law enforcement not to enter the classroom where children were being terrorized by a gunman. Those children were repeatedly calling 911, begging for police help while officers waited nearby. But the officer in charge believed the gunman had barricaded himself and was no longer an active shooter. It was a deadly decision. All this was taking place as desperate parents outside the school pleaded with the police to intervene. The Texas governor tonight said he was misled about the police response and is livid. Now there's an investigation into not only the gunmen, but how police responded to the massacre. And of course, for the families of the victims, this news is causing even more heartbreak. We have a lot to get to tonight. And CBS's Lilia Luciano will start us off from Uvalde. Good evening. 
Good evening, Margaret. Well, the governor is livid. Imagine those parents who learned today that there were 19 officers outside that classroom. One officer for every child that was killed. I heard from three parents today who said they will do whatever it takes for accountability and gun control. Of course, it was not the right decision. It was a wrong decision, period. There's no, no excuse for that. Today, a stunning admission. The director of the Texas Department of Safety said the decision to not immediately engage the shooter was deliberate. The on-scene commander considered a barricaded subject and that there was time and there were no ch more children at risk. Obviously, ob obviously, you know, based upon the information we have, there were children in that classroom that were at risk and it was in fact still an active shooter situation. At one point, he said 19 officers were outside the classroom, not moving on the gunman. Inside, a desperate child repeatedly called 911, pleading for them to come in and save them. She's called back and said there was eight to nine students alive. Student child called back, was told to stay on the line and be very quiet. She told 911 that he shot the door at approximately 1243 and 1247. She asked 911 to please send the police now. At 12.46, she said she could not, she, that she could hear the police next door. At 12.50, shots are fired. It is unclear how many of those eight or nine children survived. Fingers are now being pointed at the school district's chief of police, who McCross said instructed tactical teams from Border Patrol and ICE to wait for nearly 50 minutes. You know, a decision was made that this was a barricaded subject situation, there was time to retrieve the keys and wait for a tactical team with the equipment to, to go ahead and breach the door and take on the subject at that point. The revelation on the failure to act sooner comes after frantic parents stood outside the school during the shooting, begging heavily armed officers outside to help as their children were trapped by the gunman. I was pissed at first, I'm, I'm more pissed than ever. Jesse Rodriguez's 10-year-old daughter, Annabelle, was one of the 21 killed. They let her, let her baby get slaughtered. Sacrifice. But her ass is sitting behind a wall. We're also learning more details on how the gunman got inside. He crashed his car outside just before 11.30 a.m. and fired into the school. The school resource officer was not at the school at the time. The gunman, seen here in this video, enters the school through a door that had been propped open by a teacher who called 911. He would fire more than 100 rounds from his AR-15-style rifle inside the school. Tonight, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who earlier praised the police response, changing his tune. The, the information that I was given turned out, in part, to be inaccurate. And I'm absolutely livid about that. 19 students and two teachers at Robb Elementary School should have been starting the first day of their summer break today. Instead, their families are making funeral plans. Federal law enforcement tells CBS News tonight that Border Patrol agents did press local law enforcement to go into the school and that they ultimately did so on their own initiative. Margaret, Lilia, thank you. So it wasn't the local police. It wasn't the weak ass um, school police. It was Border Patrol who ended this. Two Border Patrol officers went in to the classroom and shot the guy. Gentlemen, my question to you is, should this coward get fired? Well, how many people do you think should be fired? And All of them. I didn't mean to cut you off. But. No, no, go ahead. That, that's fine. Uh, yeah, um, all of them. Because, I mean, we all, you know, the the military learning, you, you follow orders. But, of course, to a certain extent. Because if you follow blindly and you feel something is wrong, it makes you no different than a Nazi. And um, those people, the officers knew what was going on because I didn't realize they were in the building. I, from hearing that, I learned way more than I knew about the situation altogether. And I became more disgusted with the fact that children were dying that close to those men 
and not a damn thing was done. That's literally a what the fuck situation. And I, I just can't, it was disgusting to hear because I mean, you got a little girl that's calling, begging for help repeatedly and you still do nothing and you and got you grown ass men got... standing out there with guns and 19 not cops 19 and it's one person and you know it's one person I mean that's just egregious I I mean that was just vomit inducing you know, maybe these these guys are standing out there thinking, I want to be the one to get killed. Motherfucker, that's your job. That's your job. I'm, I'm sorry. That's a, Especially, there's children. And I don't take it lightly saying that's their job. I mean, that's a heavy burden, but what the fuck? I mean, come on. That's the, come on. As, you know, being in the military, and you, you understand this, Mark. Yes. We do on the ship, we used to do uh, repel borders and active shooter training. Mm-hmm. And you, the first thing you do is when somebody comes on the ship and you get your gun, you go to the scene. It does not matter. You have to stop the aggressor. You go straight to there. Don't, I mean, okay, whatever happens, happens. But you gotta stop him from killing everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe because I was trained for 20 years like that. But it, it seemed like there's a a breakdown in training. It seemed like somebody dropped the ball on training these guys how to uh, handle an active shooter. There was a disconnect amongst that many dudes? Yeah. That's wild. Christopher, we don't want to leave you out, man. Go ahead. What you no, got to say, bro? No, I was going to say, based, and I can only base it on the articles that I've read because I'm not there. I can go by the reporting that I've been able to to get access to. They, I agree with you, James, the, the training. That, you know, from what I have read, it was they were trained, you know, not often, and I'm being generous when I say not often, on how to respond to an active shooter. And they received minimal training on how to respond to a barricaded suspect. And that I, you know, the assumption is that when they arrived or when they were called, it was an active shooter and we have to go in. And the the head of the school police force... Who needs was, to be fired. Yeah, who needs to be fired was then in then informed that it was a barricaded suspect. So his assessment was, I made my decision based on it being a barricaded suspect. You don't just approach a barricaded suspect per his training. But I'm going to say this. Gunshots, as as I've heard through the reports, were heard through, you know, as all of this is going on, which to me says still active shooter. He's not firing at you guys. He's not barricaded saying, don't come in here, um, you know, and, and fire He's shots. Killing and kids. He's inside killing kids and kids are calling and saying, please come save us. And some of these people are parents. You know, and I'm not a parent, but little kids depend on us as adults to keep mm. them safe. Mm. And I have a ton of family in military, have a ton of family in law enforcement. And in many conversations, it is the general public has given us the mantle of protecting them. That's what we do. You know, one of my friends who's, who's former military and law enforcement said, you know, his quote is, you know, there, there are people that are wolves and there are people that are sheep. And then there are people that are the sheep dogs that protect the sheep. Mm. And his response has always been, I'm a sheep dog. When the wolves come and knocking, I, I am there to protect those that cannot protect themselves. The kids depend on us, for lack of a better phrase, as adults to be the sheepdogs. We have to protect them from the wolves that knock at night. You, you are armed. You have to do something. I, I understand that, you know, no one wants to die. No one wants to get killed. Mm-hmm. But l- l- defenseless kids are in there being murdered. 
you do something. It's 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 just it's strange to think that they just stood there. I can understand if you know it's a guy in a room barricaded himself in a room by himself. He's not where he can haunt bring harm to anyone. He's just in a room, don't you come in here or I'm gonna shoot back. Okay, well let's approach that cautiously. You know, we don't want to get killed. We don't want to kill this person if we don't have to. But if he's actively murdering innocent kids, then I, you know, I'm, I'm being repetitive. But you, you have to do something. I, you just, I don't know. You just have to do something. Yes, man. It's, it's, um, it's sad. It's, it's sad. I mean. Somebody dropped the ball, and the governor, man, governor, shut up, man. I don't know why Texas elected you, and I hope they don't keep you around. God, I hope not. Well, let's get off. Let's get off this for a second. Hey guys, before we go, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. All right. Okay. And um. The reason I'm going to talk about Deshaun Watson is because HBO interviewed the victims, two of the victims. And I haven't seen it. i just seen excerpts of it. I've been looking for it. But the woman, I guess the one that he... um, uh, the one that he uh, assaulted? Give, no, the one that he was. She gave him a massage and she turned around and. Oh yeah. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm play this real quick. Okay. This is from HBO. When Deshaun Watson arrived for his massage appointment, Ashley Solis says her excitement quickly turned to something else—a stark realization that Watson had come for more than just a massage. First, she says, Watson refused the towel she had provided to cover him, insisting on using what she describes as a tiny hand towel instead. Then, after the session began, she says Watson attempted to bare his naked body. He ends up exposing himself, and I hurried up and covered him with the towel, and he said, oh, you don't have to worry about the towel. (laughs) I said, yes, I do. So then what happened? He requested that I work on his abdomen. But the moment I went above his navel, he told me he didn't want me to work there. He wanted me to work lower. He just kept directing me to go lower and don't be scared. You you can go in there. Like, And I just started really freezing up at this point. Can you explain that? Like a wave just took over my body. I felt so hot. I was sweating. Um, it was getting more and more clear that this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I thought the session was going to be. And soon, so they says, Watson's actions left no doubt. As I'm working, he deliberately grabs himself and put his penis on my hand. And I put my hand away instantly and I started crying. And I told him that I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So, guys, it's apparent that Deshaun Watson went on the internet, was looking for sex. Uh-huh. And he looked for hood rats. I ain't going to call them hood rats. So young ladies uh-huh. that needed money to... Uh... And he's even admitted himself that most of the time that when he got these women offline... It ended in sex, and he said he let them suggest it. He didn't bring it up. He let them suggest it. And pretty sure he paid for it. Yeah. Paid for the sex. Now, this young lady, maybe he misread her. Uh, I'm I'm not victim shaming. I'm putting that out there. And when I laughed, I laughed at the situation. I'm not victim shaming if, if, if somebody is doing something to you that you don't want, then you get away from the situation. 
I'm not saying that these ladies ask for what they got, but you have to look at it from this. Two grand juries, two of them, would refuse to prosecute. Two of them. But you still say in the same breath, oh, he's guilty. But if two grand juries said he did nothing wrong, then am I missing something? I honestly didn't think he did anything wrong either because it seemed as if he made his uh, advances. But obviously she didn't go along with it and it seems he went his own way after he realized it wasn't going down. So that seemed like he respect the boundaries of consent. Yeah. Unless I'm reading it wrong. But uh, I see nothing wrong happen. Because, I mean, there's no man, at least in the, you know, the heterosexual sphere that hasn't made an advance at a woman and got taken down. I haven't gone as far as putting my junk in her hands, but, you know, you, you, you make a pursuit. She says, no, you go up, swing and a miss, and you keep it bouncing. Chris? So I want to make one distinction. As a you know, my knowledge of the law, which is limited. Mm-hmm. The grand juries, and I'd have to go back and look at it, but I believe they said there was not enough evidence that would make them bring charges. Right. So that leaves a level of ambiguity of, mm-hmm. you know, presumed innocence versus presumed um, guilt. Guilt is the word I'm looking for. Thank you. So, that's number one. I think they sort of, you know, punch it a little bit, you know, but that's all they're obligated to do. Was there enough evidence to, to bring together, you know, a trial? And they said no. Now, I think in that incident, it is, is this sexual harassment? The, you or, know what? The, the, the penis on her hand could be sexual harassment. Yes. Mm-hmm. It could be considered sexual harassment. Yes. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you in that, yeah, I ain't pulled my junk out and said, hey, won't you just grab this for me and do, and do that work? No, I'm not stupid. I'm never going to yeah, do that. Never, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's a little, uh, come on, dude. Come on. I mean, I, I know you are, you know, a football star, athlete, you know, and I'm sure women have thrown themselves at you and, mm-hmm. you know, and you have your pick of those that throw themselves at you. It's that's real. Anyone who thinks that's not real, see me on the side and I can, you know, I can prove to you that that's real. <laughs> but um come on, dude, you're an adult. You gonna put, you Let's gonna listen put... to it from another perspective from Deshaun Watson's lawyer. Yeah. Why I have to go through these commercials? <laughs> <laughs> Her case was the third one filed and the first one to allege force. And then she gives, and, and the world went wild. And Sean's reputation was horrible for 30 days. We didn't even know who she was because they were filed anonymous. And then uh, when we get to her deposition yesterday, she admitted under oath there was no force. He used no force against her. And this is the one that gave the biggest scream when it first started. Nobody really wanted to deal much with the fact that two different grand juries found there were no criminal events. A grand jury decides probable cause. Is there any basis for believing that there was a crime committed, whether it's a felony or a misdemeanor? And both of those grand juries found no probable cause to believe any crime at all committed was committed. That should have been given great sway because originally there were allegations that he used force against these women. Turns out only three of the 22 lawsuits involved any allegation of force and then when subjected to the investigation by law enforcement and presentation to a grand jury it was found no force was used there was no indication of crime involving any type of force and as we've said we believe as Deshaun has insisted under oath each of those three occasions were consensual and instituted by the women but in the other eight 19 cases there was no sexual activity and Deshaun has already given nine depositions, number 11 now and sworn under oath 
that there was no sexual activity except those three incidents, and they were consensual. We have a tremendous social problem in this area. I totally agree. But the solution is not to assume every allegation is true. Each one ought to be looked at separately and judged on its own merits. And if that happens, we're comfortable that Deshaun has been telling the truth all along. He never did anything inappropriate with these women, and certainly did he, ne he never harmed them and never did anything. I agree with that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not saying we weren't there. We can't say for sure that he did anything, but I mean, the best thing these ladies can do is go try to get some money now. I mean, yeah. this, this one lady, she went to HBO and got an interview. Okay. Yeah. Good on her. Don't know how much HBO is paying her, but there are sexual assault victims. Oh, there yeah. are women that get sexually assaulted. Listen, yeah. people who are listening, we are not up here saying that Deshaun Watson is innocent. According to two grand juries, there was not enough evidence to pursue it. Okay, you I'll give it to you. He might be guilty, but we don't know. But there's no evidence that suggests it. So, what do you guys think? Oh, here's the question. Will he ever get his reputation back, or is his reputation gone forever? Chris? His reputation's done. As far as, you know, nothing else, you're an idiot. Okay? You're an idiot. <laughs> Dude. Okay, you had sex, you're saying consensual sex with three women that were massage therapists. So now you're assuming that every woman out there wants to grab your junk. <laughs> every woman out there wants to see your junk when they come for a massage. No. You know, it's you that's a little bit, not a little bit, that's a lot of bit. You you need to check yourself. You know, uh, yeah, so I'm not a star athlete. And again, I say women throw themselves at it. You know, anybody who denies that, you know, come on, you're not living in the real world. It happens. Okay. But, dude, for you to just assume that every woman wants to see your junk and wants to grab it and have sex with you, and for them to say he did not do anything inappropriate, honestly, I've gotten massages in my life. Exposing yourself to the massage therapist is inappropriate they give you the towel they ask you would you like to keep on your underwear or keep them off that is your choice where do you want to be massaged how do you like to be massaged do you, what areas do you consider off limits if everything is on limits they're professional but you don't have to expose yourself dude so that's inappropriate just in my opinion but his reputation once you're accused of this and it's 22 women, even if three of them do, does turn out to be consensual, the other 19, dude, there's too many women in this world that are probably willing, at least before now, to engage in sex with you. And, you know, consensual, one time only, I just wanted to test the waters with you, sex. But you chose 19 of them that didn't and... That shows a pattern, just in my mind. It's just a pattern of, if at minimum, stupid decisions. So, you know, just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, what you got, man? What you think? Uh, yeah, he's tarnished. I completely agree with what Christopher said. He, uh, he's done it too many times. And also... Based off of what Christopher just said of the massages, I don't know why Deshaun didn't just hire escorts and just cut out the middle activity. I mean, if he's going that far and he's paying for sex, why not just pay sex workers? Because if it's already pretty much illegal to do it, why don't you just go all the way in instead of harassing somebody that thinks they're coming there for a massage and you just whip out your junk? I mean, go with somebody who's actually a professional in this and not get mixed up. He could have avoided all of this if he wasn't an idiot making moronic decisions. I think it's stupid and his career will never rebound after this. And we've seen plenty of examples of people that have not rebounded their careers for less or serving their time. So bye-bye, Deshaun. 
But if you go deeper into this interview, she says she felt assaulted by the NFL, by the Browns, for signing him like they didn't um, respect her or didn't um, tape in consideration uh, her feelings. But if you're not a convicted man, if if two um, court cases said you didn't do it, why not sign him? He still has a right to earn a living. Sorry, oh, he still has a right to earn yeah. a living. He still has a right to earn a living. His reputation's tarnished, but yeah, yeah, he can still play. He wasn't convicted. Yeah, the, uh, the NFL has no reason to give a shit about her feelings. <laughs> yeah, so at all. That's at all. Her, if that's yeah. how she feels, she can just take that up with herself. But no one gives a damn. That's like uh, I'm gonna ask y'all one just before we go. Is Emma Hurt career going? I would hope. But we know how that goes. I just think it would be fair. I don't know if I mentioned this before or not, but because they pulled the plug on Johnny Depp so quick, and there's no rebounding from that either. And I honestly believe... Actually, I'll just come out and say it. The lady wasn't a good actress in the first place. Oh no, Emma Hurt sucked as an actress. <laughs> she just played a pretty face next to Jason Momoa and Aquaman, so we could call that out. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp is the reason she's gotten this far. And if anybody want to come talk to me about it, pull up some movies of hers and tell me how good she is. Yeah, back to that. Anyway, um, whatever career she has, I'm doing air quotes should be ended. So that's my stance on that. Christopher, you ever heard? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can re- remember her for is Aquaman. So that's that, it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, good luck to her career. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Good, uh, her career, she really doesn't have one. Yeah, I mean, she has, you know, she's what maybe a B-list uh, actress. I don't know. I mean, that's quite I generous. Yeah, you know, it's well, and I mean, honestly, who's checking one of the most screen time she's got to be in court? Yeah, apparently, Warner Brothers paid her a buttload of money. Oh, for that movie? Yeah. Wow. That's oh, bad. sure. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. But it made tons of money. It made the Googles of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, she gets money on the back end, too. So Yeah, she has a good agent. And, and they were working on, wasn't there a part two that was coming out? Oh, that's Aquaman 2 coming, coming out. out that yeah. She has a little party. Yeah. So, you know, there you go. Uh, I don't know what to say. I mean... I haven't really followed that case because, you know, I see it and I'm like, I'm being honest, I'm not checking for Johnny Depp's career and I'm not checking for her career. So it's like, <laughs> you know, so. It don't, yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> hey, Chris, did you see Dr. Strange? You said what? I did, yeah, I did yeah. not see it yet. I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. We won't speak on that then. Oh, you, yeah. can, you can speak on it, but, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to eventually see it. Uh-huh. I do. I do plan on sometime, you know, in the next week or so, seeing the next, um, or seeing the Top Gun to see is it is worth what everyone is saying. Okay. But I, when when the Thor comes out, I definitely will be in line oh, for that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I missed the Doctor Strange, but um, I'm going to catch up to it. But yeah, when Thor happens, I'll be around for sure for that. So. Okay. I went, um, just real quick, I saw uh, Top Gun Maverick last night. Oh, okay. What you think? Oh. It was pretty good. It was pretty really? good. Really? Okay. All right. So, yeah. Could they well, make the Top Gun 3? No, no, no. Stop. No. no, no. That's enough. That's enough. Man, we don't want to turn this into Fast and the Furious now. No, no. God, Jesus, no. Or Mission Impossible. That's on 7. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, the final Mission Impossible... Is going to be broken into two movies, part one and part two. So, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise got to be like seventy. No, I'm joking, but he's, <laughs> he, 
He's he's fifty. He's in his fifties. Sure. He's fifty. He's in his fifties for sure. Yeah, I know he's yeah. in good shape and everything. But oh, I'm like, he's in incredible on. shape. But I'm know, like, come come on, Tom Cruise, let at it go. At a certain point, you got to let the two franchises go. <laughs> you don't want. We don't want Tom to end up like Harrison Ford. No, no. no you no. eighty years old and you think you Han Solo and Indiana Jones feel this embarrassing? Because <laughs> y'all do know there's another Indiana Jones coming. I know, but I like to pretend that that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, you let that go. Let yeah. just leave, leave that alone. Yeah, know? just let's not repeat that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, people, thank you for listening to our podcast. And like always, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, you can always submit them and we will get back to y'all on the next podcast our next podcast and i promise you it will be on replacement theory we're gonna do our (laughs) research because this is a topic it makes no fucking sense to me i don't get it that's why i have to study it and uh we're gonna get back to y'all on that one um i want to thank my um co-host gentlemen thank you as always y'all been professional thank you sir it's good to talk to you catch up again alright and we'll see y'all on the next podcast hey as always send us your questions and comments and we'll get back to you thank you alright bye alright bye